Well, hello, everybody, and welcome. I just want to say hey and thank you for tuning in once again to Red Thread Podcast, a podcast where myself, your host, Random Randy, digs into some of the things that just don't jive and just don't make sense about the historical narrative and uh, and life in general, right? I mean, we're all here kind of going through this journey together, and uh, it seems that part of it is how much wool can we pull over each other's eyes, right? At least that's what it seems to be. Now, it may not be that simple, and it may be even more simple. It may just be that information uh, has a place here, has a home here in the node of Earth, right? The, the data hub that is this world. And so what it looks like is happening out here, folks, is we just have information being layered upon layer upon layer upon layer. So we have some options. One option is we can belittle or take away from the information that's already laid in, or we can create our own information and layer that in to this gumbo of a world that we have here, right? So, you know, I try not to uh, pick too much on any one person's narrative or story or, you know, the way that folks want to live their lives and uh, what they want to believe in or what they want to feel is their their own truth, you know, because uh, if I'm being honest, this journey that we're on has a lot of wild twists and turns and, and sort of self-reflective opportunities. It seems as though we're living within a mirror ball, uh, if it is a ball at all, right? But anyway, right up front, just want to say, hey, welcome, everybody. Welcome to all the new listeners. Uh, we're picking up some steam here at Red Thread Podcast, and I'm very thankful for that. So I wanted to extend that gratitude out to all of you out there. And um, so interestingly enough, uh, was looking at some old le- loose leaf encyclopedias. This one's called Winston's Cumulative loose leaf encyclopedia and it's interesting just right out of the gate i'm looking at the front cover here and uh in true toroidal fashion we have a picture of the of the globe split in half uh, which some would say is the cellular cosmogony which is um, looking at it uh, as though it was an inverted sphere right and then down through the middle we've got this scepter or this staff with a lamp on top and the lamp uh, of course the flame coming out of the lamp is triangular in nature and uh, the lamp itself looking like a very old oil lamp uh, sitting on top of a spire which kind of denotes the uh, inner sun is is what some people would say or the black sun or the hidden black body energy that the uh, sun is projected from all right so Kind of getting into all kinds of weird stuff. But anyway, uh, this encyclopedia, you know, I'm looking through here. I've got only a couple of volumes. And, and one that I have has uh, something that it, it speaks about. And this is kind of in regards to, I want to say, like architecture, music, and architecture. And how they sort of co- correspond, right? Um, we have some ideas uh, of Ionian right? Ionian and Ionic order. So the Ionian mode is a, an ecclesiastical scale representing the modern scale of C major, all right? And so in line with that, when we have Greek and Roman architecture, we have something called the Ionic order, all right? This is an order of classic architecture distinguishing characteristics uh, in the volutes of its capital. So basically... 
It has three receding equal steps, the combined height from which is from four-fifths to a whole diameter of the column. So everything is in ratio when we're talking about architecture, when we're talking about music, when we're talking about beauty in general, right? You have a certain ratio of this to that that you want to accomplish. And, um, you know, this is, this is very relevant in the sense that this is what catches our eye when we're looking at old, what, what people are beginning to call Tartarian architecture. We could just call it classic, classical architecture, all right? Because it is uh, more than just of one country, okay? It, it's of a certain order, a certain order of, of architecture, of uh, visual uh, aesthetic, right? So these things are ordered in such a way that it's pleasing to the eye, right? And, and this is the part where, uh, you know, in, in modern architecture, a lot of people want to say it's like br brutalist style, um, that there's no beauty there. Uh, but what, you, what I've had to do is, is look into the absence of something, right? And, and try to find the beauty in that. And it seems that we're in this weird sort of world uh, where subtlety is is the most beautiful thing. At, at least that's what many might understand or might believe, right? That the subtle undertone is what is beautiful about some of modern architecture and these sorts of things. And, um, you know, I think that there's something to that. I really do. But anyway, about back about the uh, encyclopedia. The definitions, folks, that we operate by on a daily basis change. As soon as they're printed, there will be an argument to that definition, and then there will be a follow-up printing or, you know, divulgence of information that will uh, supersede the previous information right? And there's a lot of terms in this old encyclopedia, um, for example, and, and you know, folks, with everything going on out there, uh, you would wonder, what is the definition of something like Jerusalem? What was it thought about that in 1926 versus today? Uh, or, or what was thought about um, even the state that I, I reside in, Iowa, right? Something neat to note about Iowa, or every state that I've seen maps of from before the interstate highway system was put in, right? Every major node or town or city, however, is joined to the rest of the other cities by essentially a flower of life pattern radiating out from the center of the city. And, you know, this was the old canal system. This was the old riverway system uh, where everything was was sort of moved over the water, that sort of thing. So there's this underlying water table that's connecting everything and it's very flower of life-esque, okay? And and this is part of what the old world sewer systems were built into and, and how they were moving water and energy and that sort of thing, okay? Um, and so looking at this old map of Iowa and seeing the connecting sort of railways and river systems and noting that they followed a certain pattern that has been, I guess you could say, has long since been abandoned, right? We live in a very microwave, squared, cubed sort of patterning with our world today, 
right? The way the blocks are set up, the way that our towns are set up, the way the information moves, um, and that sort of thing, all right? Uh, everything is sort of a crosshatch pattern that layers over on top of the previous star pattern, all right? So does that mean that the star pattern is no longer useful? Does that mean that, you know, uh, we're not tapping into the same energies that we were maybe a couple hundred years ago during the time in question or pre previous to this revolution that happened, right? It seems to me that all these revolutions and all of these things happening, these are informational overlays that we're seeing cascaded upon us every single day, right? And this can be quite confusing, this can be quite confounding, and it can be quite frustrating when we're trying to make sense of our world and we're trying to make sense of who we are and where we come from and all of these sorts of things. Uh, but sometimes for me it just helps to understand that I am a processor of information just as all of you are out there, right? And so our job is to find what's beautiful to us, find what calls us, what calls our name, what calls and, and wants to be a part of our story, right? And sort of investigate that and then what we do is we create more information to layer in a part upon this world right and so through our creativity and our informational overlay we are changing not just the future but we're modifying what has actually happened in the past and we're creating a new narrative within ourselves so each and every last one of us has this opportunity to create a beautiful new narrative out of everything that we're receiving and everything that we're absorbing from this outside world. So I guess basically what I'm trying to say is uh, we are in the process, folks, of creating our own translations and our own definitions of what living is and what living should be, okay? So when you're looking out there into the world and you're seeing things like war and, and famine and, and dog-eat-dog and all of these things, remember that that is just one very, very thin filament of information that you have an opportunity to take advantage of if you'd like to. What do I mean by take advantage of that? Well, you folks have seen the advantage that is being taken of situations in the world. I'm sure you have. Uh, you're seeing that... Uh, fires can be started and flames can be fanned and these fires can expound and just grow exponentially. And this is, uh, this is thanks in part to the way that information cascades and the way that the world we live in is built. Uh, the way that what folks have come to know as gravity uh, is established. It's, it's essentially a a cascading of information flowing in a certain direction, which gives us what we translate as gravity. Um, if you go look into Dan Winter's work, you're going to find some fractal information there, fractal and geometric uh, sort of learning uh, over in that school of thought. And the idea is, is that bliss, love, magnetism, all of these things that draw us and draw things to each other, um, gravity included, right? Um, keep in mind that, that gravity is a loose translation, right? It's simply speaking of the force that is attracting, right? So you can say that love is a type of gravity, right? Uh, you can say that um, motivation to get up out of bed in the morning is anti-gravity, Right? So there's a lot of things you can do to sort of twist the 
meanings of things around and still not be off base or wrong, right? So I think that that's important to think about when we're looking at history, the stories that came before us, uh, is that all of this information was drawn together and sort of formatted out of an individual or uh, an order of people, uh, out of their sense of love or sense of gravity or sense of motivation, right? And these things can can kind of be inter interchangeable. And uh, so it's tough when we're looking at definitions, when we're referring to, listen, I need to know what this is about, what is this going on today, and I want the last answer on it. I want the uh, ultimate description that nobody can ever outdo or upend, right? And, and I'm sorry, folks, it, it doesn't work that way. It doesn't work that way, not only because of our language uh, and our diversity as a people, but it just it doesn't work that way cascading through time. Information doesn't cascade. It doesn't pool. Uh, it doesn't collect quite the same way as we're shown when we're looking at, you know, ball earth situation, gravity, coalescing. I, yes, there is a coalescing that happens, but the other part of it is this. There's a vortex. There's a vortex physics, a fluid dynamic that is happening, and all of that pulling of information together has to go somewhere, right? It has to go somewhere. So why would we be stacking history up? Why would we be layering up information to create a story? What that is, is that is in an effort to motivate. So it's in an effort to create something new out of that old stuff, right? And so this is kind of what happened uh, with the rewrite of history back in the 17 and 1800s, right? They had hit an impasse, basically. Um, and I call that the analog era, right? Where, where they were at the limits of the society, uh, of the technology, of the manufacturing capability of the uh, world birthing opportunity, right? They were at the end of it. They had hit a wall, basically, where the story had run its course. And if they didn't change something, that timeline was going to end. So now, does that mean that forcefully actions were taken uh, to remove certain situations from the world that we had previously known a few hundred years ago, it appears as though that's the case. Now, whether that was a full out, you know, fisticuffs, guns and, and tanks and boats battle of the masses or not, uh, you know, maybe it was, maybe it wasn't. It's kind of 50-50 at this point, looking back in hindsight. There's no 2020 hindsight when it comes to the history that we've been given. There, there just isn't, okay? So this whole idea uh, of having clear vision in hindsight is, is like a misnomer, okay? Because each and every one of us has a different set of information for our own past, right? So does that mean any one person's story or definition is wrong? No, I wouldn't think so. But it does mean that we may definitely... <laughs> Here we go with the definitely, right? May have been manipulated into perceiving our world a certain way. Now, for me, it's like, why would we have been manipulated into perceiving ourselves as first, slaves, second, free, and now we're falling back into that, we're maybe we're actually slaves again, 
right? So so you see this transition of information flopping from one one degree to another, back and forth, back and forth. Okay. So it looks to me though that we can expect the ride back to where we sort of came from, right? And now does that ride back to greatness, wholeness, oneness, understanding, um, freedom, right? Because we're being essentially told and, and instructed that we are not free, okay? We're being instructed that our names are on a birth certificate. We're not free. That makes you a slave. Um, I mean, listen, you know, do you identify as that name and your card in your wallet? Or, or do you know that you're something greater than that? Do you understand that your motivation is pure until you tarnish it? Do you understand that your existence is complete until you convince yourself that it's not? Because that's really what's going on out here. Do you realize that nobody is at war unless they accept the definition of their state of being as at war. That nobody is a slave unless they accept that their definition of being is incarcerated, enslaved, beneath another. Right? Now, that can even be questions as to whether or not religious belief in a structured organization with one being at the top, is or is that not a form of slavery? That depends on your perception of what's going on there, right? Do you believe yourself less than any of these next tiers above you? When And this is, this is part of the, the corporate world that we live in today. It's very difficult to not set foot into a workplace and feel belittled simply by the position of you are working, you are a worker, you are not a supervisor, you are not a boss, right? We're told this stuff from a very young age, listen to the boss, blah, 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 but we're not taught how to be a boss. We're not taught how to build ourselves, shift our beliefs, our understandings, our perceptions, as opposed to fighting about the perceptions, beliefs, and information that was handed to us. All right? So this is the thing I wanted to just sort of talk about. And, you know, I'm all over the place, guys. Um, my conversational uh, podcasting sort of style is wherever my heart and mind and soul are sign of sort of uh, working together and saying, hey, here's what we're going to speak about to everybody today. It's never scripted or written. Uh, it's never even understood what I'm going to speak about until I sit down and click record. And, you know, it's always from the heart, folks. And so I'm stoked to, I'm stoked to see all of you guys hopping on board and, uh, and to see you all tuning in and, and exploring the possibility that you're making your own story right? And your story is not second best to anything out there. It's just not, all right? And that doesn't mean that you can't love and indulge and enjoy 
the tellings of other stories, like on TV or books or media or this and that. But what, I guess what I'm driving at, folks, is remember that you have that power to own your own narrative, whatever that looks like for you. Um, if you're in a situation where you feel powerless or you feel weak or any of these things, that's not that's not your spirit or your soul or your motivation trying to belittle you. What that is, is that's trying to express to you that there's a room for improvement. And so it's up to you to take the steps to make those improvements possible and to make them a reality. All right. And this is what, when we're looking at the old world and we're looking at this, this notion of Tartaria uh, or this, this griffin, this um, multi faceted being right of power and control and sovereignty right it's being sort of touted as a sovereignty thing and uh but ultimately folks regardless of what you are on paper right remember that that's all magic that's all manipulation uh it's all information right what do i mean by like manipulation uh, i mean that information placed on paper in order to influence somebody's mind emotional being or understanding of the world that's magic all right that's magic folks same thing with ritual in order to uh exercise a certain feeling emotion way of being magic anytime you're going to modify your perception and understanding of the world in order to bring power to yourself that's magic that's what's hiding behind the veil that has been touted as magic today. Now, does that mean that there wasn't magic in the past that was the way that we interpret through fantasy, where it was a very physical uh, sort of manifestation of energy and things like this? Yes, absolutely. Where do you think our technology has all come from? Why do you think that when you look at uh, electrical diagrams and, and certain other theological symbols, we have a correspondence there, right? Because it's one and the same, all right? And this is the trippy part about the world and the fractal essence that we live in is everything is everything else all in one. It's the face. It's what's presenting itself. What information is layered on top that makes your perception in that moment, that gives you that impression of what something is, okay? So when you look at the world and you look at the world out there and you see the sun uh, from the perception of standing on the ground, you see the sun move overhead, right? As that sun moves overhead, it radiates its light down onto the crops or onto your, your lawn or down onto you, right? That energy that is given from that thing passing on overhead is creating a change in the earth in humanity, in the system. Now, if you were to open up that computer you're sitting at, or even, uh, you know, it's not quite the same in a phone as it is in a typical laptop with a not solid state drive, but a hard drive, a spinning hard drive, okay? That spinning hard drive has a piece of information in it that is the fractal of the system we live in, okay? It would not work otherwise. It would not function unless it was 
a piece of the universe in its whole entirety. And the same thing goes with us. The same thing goes with everything that we partake in, right? And as much as there is a sort of push to identify pizza with negative shit things that uh, conspiracies that, you know, we don't really want to talk about, uh, but occupy a vast, vast portion of the mindset of conspiratorial thinking Americans and abroad as well. Right. And you all know what I'm talking about. Now, what if I told you that pizza is a euphemism for the world we're living on, for the system that we're in? It's just expressing that there's layer upon layer of information. And hey, folks, listen, if we are toppings on some galactic pizza, it's going to be consumed. And if the reason that we're here is to spice that pizza up enough to make it more flavorful for whatever giant beings are out there taking bites of us, I mean, what can we do about that? You know what I mean? What can we do about that? Uh, what we can do at base level down here uh, on Pizza Earth, you know, flat Pizza Earth uh, or inverted sphere freaking calzone Earth, however you want to look at it, man, either way, the ideas all exist within themselves. And so like this leads to madness. Ultimately, it leads to madness. If you start going down all these rabbit holes and you start figuring out that everything is everything else, then at the end of whatever freaking tunnel you come out of, you're faced with a truth. You're faced with a truth, and that is... I can either continue going down these loops, these tubes, these paths that are laid for me, or I can begin to craft my own. And the cool part about crafting your own essence, your own way of being, your own way of seeing the world, um, is that you're putting a completely unique new face on the universe, right? So you're you're giving, that's what you're giving back. So what, what happens then is since you are giving back a new story. You're giving back a new way of seeing things and sharing that with the others out there, like I'm doing for and with all of you fine folks today. Then that creates, it creates a ripple. It creates an effect. Some might call it the butterfly effect. So, you know, I'm always doing my best to encourage you all out there to not only look into the things that are confusing, don't make sense to you, but also pay attention to the things you think you know everything about, you know? And and this is the part where, you know, academia gets a little tough to watch information trickle out about a past that we know is different than the way it's been told. Now, what makes us feel and know that the past is not what we've been told? Well, I think just kind of at a at a base level, it's the fact that life is so complicated and there's so many layers of information that it couldn't possibly be as simple as we've been led to believe. And, and that's just like a high probability, you know. So what do we do with it? What do we do with the information? Uh, what do we do? We allow the the power of the organization of the many, right? Uh, that that are are working together, so they're coalescing this this great many out there, who have this idea that they should rule, should be in power, 
over everybody, right? So that's what's sitting at the top right now, the, the, the order of the many, right? Um, and, and that's why it's split up into different religions, different sects, different secret societies, all spread out and peppered along everything. It's the order of the many, the order of the many, the um, secret societies, the children of the black sun, because they all understand the singularity of being, but they choose to contest it. Right. And it might just be for sake of duality. Right. Which is why we have the the, the black and white checkered floors and and the, the dual pillar system, uh, even in the the, you know, the uh, Kabbalistic tree of life. Uh, we have, you know, the the two pillar paths, uh, the center pillar path. So we have these ways of approaching things. OK. And what's in charge right now is the order of the many. It's whatever can be done to split everything apart. All right. And many of us kind of wonder what what's the opposite of that? What what else could be here? What else could be motivating people in this world, uh, keeping them productive, keeping everything moving smoothly, but with unification as opposed to separation. Right. And it, it seems to me that there's a big part of society that is working towards that end. Now that doesn't mean that there's not another part of society that's working to completely farce everybody and make everybody believe that they're heading towards unity when really it's just a different form of separation. It's just a different face on the same beast, right? And and what do I mean by that? I mean theology in general. Um, anything have you looking at yourself as less than anything else is is bullshit in my opinion <laughs> it just is right and and the unfortunate thing is is there's another set of information and of people that, that operate from the law of one or or the their self-professed order of one right but they're going about their business the exact same way that those in the order of many have gone through to to separate everything now i don't know if that that's a bad thing. Uh, I don't know if there's uh, some sort of um, problem that can arise from a similar, similarly organized and motivated group working together for a separate, opposite result as those who have laid out the information we currently exist in, the paradigm that we exist in. So it's tricky. You know, it's tricky when you're when you're coming out of out of dogma, right? Out of, um, you know, maybe an upbringing where you've gone to school or you've gone to an organization and essentially been told your whole life that you're less than this other thing or you're less than this greater force. Uh, and then now you have a similar structure being implemented to tell you the opposite information, but it's all within that same structure, that same religious structure, that same zeal is being implemented to corral people into unity. But that doesn't seem to me like a very, uh, I want to say holistic approach, you know? And, and I hate to use like the term holistic or holy because even that's tarnished now, you know? So we find ourselves in a tricky situation where for me, the only thing that worked for me was to look inward. 
and to if I saw something happening outside of me, ask myself what is it doing for me, to me, with me, about me? What's happening with that? You know, and the only thing I can say, folks, looking at this situation overseas, uh, and that's overseas for us here in America, right, uh, is that it's a complete shit show. It's food for thought. And that's it. That's it. You really, really believe that. And, and here's the part where we have my beliefs come out every once in a while, too. Do you really believe that? People are fighting over a piece of ground for a couple thousand years. Or do you think there's something more to it? Do you think that maybe what's being fought over or what's being sort of uh, organized into like different uh, ways of being has anything to do with a piece of earth or has anything to do with a, a series of buildings? Uh, or is it more about the information or is it more about controlling what's going on in the minds of the masses. And this has been happening for a couple hundred years that we can tell based in our written history. There's always been a war. There's always been fighting. There's always been the idea that the only way to find peace is by fighting about it. These ideas have always existed in the current paradigm that we have. Now, it seems to me that that has to change that even buying into the premise of war has to change. And it is changing. I know a great deal of people out there that they see the information popping up on their, on their media feed and immediately understand that it's bullshit, right? Now ask yourself this, are you battling? another person? Are you fighting another? Are you pushing your ideology violently lording it over another person? Or are you being generous and being kind and being loving and compassionate to those around you regardless of who they are or what they're doing there? Now, interesting part of that is you first have to get your own affairs in order, right? And so we've got a, a world full of people who do not have their own affairs in order, delving into the affairs of others, discussing, ruminating about war, creating the rumors of war and of massive casualty counts and all of these things. And listen, I know you want to have a heart. I know you want to feel for those who are not getting the good fucking deal out of any of this, right? But I strongly encourage you folks, everybody out there, get your own stuff in order, okay? Get your own stuff in order. Begin to ask the questions, why? Why is it necessary for war to be present in this world? Now you're going to find yourself coming to a number of answers. One of which is money, right? One of which is money. And uh, what is money? It's currency. It is energy in a fluid form. 
It is our motivation sometimes. It is our uh, ability to extend work from one place to another without physically being there, right? Like that's sort of the idea of money. So if information nowadays is also having the same effect, information is also driving work remotely. What do I mean by that? The idea of war here in America in another land is extracting, okay, it is extracting motivation, it is extracting will, it is extracting effort, it is extracting additional narratives to coalesce and combine with the narratives that are being pushed originally or, you know, officially, okay? So it's creating work. It's, um, it's energy in motion, all right? So you, each and every one of you, as your own individual node and universe and uh, hmm, we'll just call it point of being, right? Each and every one of us is our own point of being. We're our own transistor. We are our own conductor. We are our own every single part of an electrical circuit. Each and every one of us has that capability to be more than, let's say you're just you're against war, and, and so you're resistance, right? Uh, okay, great. You're a resistor. Does that not seem limiting to you in an electric universe? Is that all that you want to be, is just resisting a certain current from one direction or another? Or would you prefer to have a, more, a broader capacity, a capacitance, to embody energy, to create more? Right? Because what happens is the capacitor is that energy comes in, charges that capacitor up. That capacitor can then do more work on its own as a capacitor than that resistor was doing simply slowing down the information, simply holding the information, delaying the information, resisting. So, you know... Seeing this whole situation going on overseas, I can just, I can see the manipulation of the energy of the world, the masses, every last one of us in it, just being pushed towards a certain ideology, motivation, and it just, you know, it doesn't sit great with me. It doesn't sit great with me. Uh, I've seen how much beauty each and every like individual just regular ass person can have in a moment in a brief moment i mean there's so much beauty in this world and in our lives everybody that that distraction of an idea of some group that you've listen you've picked up your phone for crying out loud what 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 imparts upon you the truth of the matter. Is it your phone? Like, is it the the media telling you? Because listen, I'll tell you right now, anybody listening to this probably isn't the the media, you know, tool that I'm talking about. Right? And I'm not saying that you need to be a tool on account of my narrative either. What I'm saying is you need to be useful in your own right. Useful in your own right, 
doing the right things for yourself, your family, increasing your capacity for energetic expression, meaning love, compassion, uh, work, kind of, uh, I guess I'm kind of calling out laziness in a sense, all right? Because to dive into the whole scenario that the media is pushing out and has been for a couple hundred years is fucking lazy, everybody. It's laziness. And I know that you're all better than that. We all are. We're all better than being lazy pushovers, believing the shit we're sold. Define it for yourself. Go out there and define it for yourself. Okay? And you're going to find out something interesting. Like I have found out about what is history. What is, what is the world I live in? As a matter of fact, I get to create the world that I live in. It is not up to anybody else. I get to create my own mood. I get to create my own ambience. I get to decide what sounds I'm going to play to bolster my will and my efforts. And, and I have these decision-making capabilities that are divine in their own essence. So why would I go and give that away to a distant land, a people that genuinely... Genuinely, and this is not a popular opinion, and you know, I'll probably not get a lot of great responses from this, but hey, there's no need for fucking bullshit, like feeding our efforts and our money to these fucking black holes, alright, and that's all they are, it's information being given to us so that we feed our intentions and we feed our energy to a fucking non-existent thing, because I'm telling you right now everybody, the wars in this world, are just a fucking game to those people that are pushing this information out, laying it in the palms of everybody's hand, creating the organizations to siphon funds out of everybody's pockets. Oh, give to this, give to that. Do any of us seriously have a foot to stand on to be giving away our fucking shoe? I don't think so. Have you seen the state of the world and the state of your average person? And then, so these 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 organizations and these groups, these order of the many, are are having you siphon your intention and your understanding and your belief into their black holes. Well, I say it like this: I'm going to create my own black hole. I'm going to create my own manifestation of this world within me, and I'm going to run with that. How does how does that have anything to do with a podcast? Why are you telling me all of this, Randy? Well, I'm just speaking my mind. I'm just coming out and saying it how it is. You know, I, I look through the information over and over again, and I'm, I'm always amazed at the volume and mass of humanity that is sold into slavery on one topic or another. And yeah, you know what? I'm a little bitch of fucking old world and history and narrative fucking magic. Maybe. But where I turn it around, where I turn it around is I begin to create my own. I begin to craft my own game. I begin to work my own problems. Instead of relying on the endless stream of problems flowing to me through my fucking smart device or my television. Now, where they get you, here's where they get you. Entertainment's fun, right? Being bored is not fun. But what is the purpose of being bored? What is the purpose of sitting there feeling like you should do something? 
Do you think it's so that you do something? Maybe, right? Start looking into uh, electrical components and finding out what exactly they do, how they switch on and off, and how they move energy from one point to another, or even sometimes create energy from nothing. All of this has taught me something very fucking interesting. I have the capacity to be an over-unity device. I have a capacity to be a free thinker, which means free energy for me. I don't have to pull it from any of these narratives out here. Now, I can use parts of these narratives to craft my own unique thing, my own new thing. And I genuinely hope that for all of you out there, that's what you're doing, seeing the narratives, using pieces of it to bolster your sense of self and your, your own personal respect for whatever you want to call divine. You know, and um, over the last couple of years, the people that I've interacted with, I've seen the difference. I've seen the difference in the reactions that I receive from people, the interactions that I have with others based on how I'm crafting my own personal narrative, my own individual outlook on life. The way that I see it is the way that it is. So use caution, all right? Use caution when someone says, here's the way something is. And, uh, you know, I've come to realize I don't know the way that anything is. From where I'm sitting, I know what it is, and I'm happy to share that with everybody. But at no point am I going to say, this was wrong, this was wrong, this was wrong, this was wrong. Listen, <laughs> from where I'm sitting, none of it fucking matters anyway. I'm in my, my apartment, just chilling. What matters is right here in front of me, the connection that I'm making with all of you fine folks. That's what matters. And I'm sure all of you have those connections in your own life that really make the difference, that put a smile on your face. So ask yourself, is any of this war shit, uh, ind industrial superpower fucking mess of, uh, of taxes and damnation, is it doing anything for you? Some of you might say no, and that's why I want to be sovereign, and that's why I want to stick it to the man and all this shit. Like, okay. I mean, that's cool. That's where you want to put your energy. You know what I mean? Or um, maybe you're, you're afraid of EMFs. So maybe you want to put your energy in being afraid. That's fine. Sure. Listen, there are a lot of things out there that could hurt you. But you know what could hurt you the most? Your own inaptitude. Your own disability is going to hurt you far more than drinking a fucking cup of tap water. Okay. I'm not saying go do it, but I'm just saying like what you focus your intention on and what you, you get to choose what defeats you. Okay. You get to choose what brings you down. That's part of the, I don't know, luxury, uh, condemnation of this world. However you want to look at it, you get to choose your demons. And guess what? You have an opportunity to overcome those demons. Then those demons become your reference point for your own bliss, for your own growth. So you can spend your time running away, fearful, uh, believing everything that you see and read on TV. Or you can learn to be less afraid. And you can understand that everyone's got a story. And you can understand that a lot of these folks that got these stories and are putting them out... They're simply exercising 
their capabilities. So why aren't you? Why aren't you exercising your capabilities? You're sitting listening to this right now. So clearly you have the ability to pay attention. So why not flip that around a little bit? Why not move into your own life with a little bit more gusto and lift up those around you? Catch yourself in those moments when you're buying into the shit show that's being sold to you and put the fucking thing down. Maybe don't drop those comments on Instagram about the war and this and that. Maybe don't feed it anymore because that's all that's happening. We are feeding this beast and it is happy to eat. It is happy to eat. This war machine monster of fucking, you know, this Godzilla, <laughs> this Mothra, this giant beast that is created by humanity is being fed by us also. Okay, the only way it's ever going to stop, go away, die, is if we stop feeding it. Stop feeding it. These people want to do their construction fucking uh, projects. They, they want to move people around. They, they feel that they are the end all and be all of everybody else. Listen, maybe there is something we don't know about as far as like there being a higher species or, you know, there being an older race or, you know, which is where L or elder race comes from. Like, you know, perhaps that's true. Perhaps that's true. If they were to come out and say, yes, there's an elder race, what would a vast majority of people do at this point? They would go, oh, well, fuck them. Let's kill them. They took the jails. You know, like that. But they've built the world like that on purpose. <laughs> All right. The only way to get out of the situation that we've been in for so long is to put it aside. Is to put it aside, create your own motivation, create your own community, create your own love within yourself. You know, and you start creating that and and life is going to love you back. You start loving life, you start loving Getting up in the morning, I know that's a fucking tough one. I've been working on that one for years now. Getting up in the morning is one of the hardest things to do in the world today. But if you get past that first 10 minutes and you can put a smile on your own face in that first waking moments of your day, your day's made. All right? So that means don't pick up your phone and look at the war and, and find out what the statistics or gematria numbers on casualties or whatever else are uh, or, you know, um, what did the elites do on this portal day and all this other stuff? Like you can use some of that information. Um, okay. Yeah. Numerical portals, this and that, but it's not going to function for you unless you are set and believe that that shit is legit. So even by buying into a lot of this woo woo stuff, you're buying into the other side of the same beast. So I caution you all, I caution you all, uh, with your activities and, you know, wanting to, I get wanting to be a part of a community and a collective and wanting to be part of something bigger. Uh, but it, you know, it seems to me that that something bigger is within you. I mean, I'm amazed weekly, monthly, daily with what I'm able to pull out of myself as far as motivation, as far as, uh, you know, perseverance and humility and also humor 
right? Humor's a big one. There's a big war on humor right now, right? If I were to go on Instagram and start talking about how the war is bullshit and it's all a lie, I would get fucking gunned down by people who are sitting in their living rooms in fucking Houston, Texas. You know what I mean? So it just feeds itself. It's just this big machine that is feeding itself and it's empowered by bots and all kinds of other things that we just don't see behind the scenes. Algorithms, pulling all of us together in our little stuff. And so I just wanted to take this uh, episode to sort of just speak my mind and, and let you all know that your perspective is not wrong. Right? The way that you were brought up is not incorrect. The information that you've had installed into you, that programming, there's nothing wrong with it unless it doesn't work for you. Now, if that programming does not work for you, there are ways that you can reprogram yourself. There are ways that you can look into the other parts of your being and start to consolidate those and bring those together. But it has to be done within you. It's not something that we can expect to happen outside of us in order for it to happen within us, it's, it's got to, you've got to do it on your own, you know, and, and it's really tough to put that out there for people and tell them, you know, Hey, you all, uh, or they might be like, Randy, how do you get to the point where you feel you are? Listen, I don't have a class for you. I don't have a school. Uh, I don't have an app for you to find your true self that has to be done on your own. Now, you can use some of these tools that are out there, and some of them are great. <clears throat> Meditation, uh, song, singing therapy, I mean, you name it. Listen, if it's an act, it can help you. If it is a, an idea, if it resonates with you, it can help you. So it's all dependent on you as an individual. What do you want to take from this world? What do you want to give to the world? When you stop worrying about what do you want to take from the world, and start being concerned about what can I give, then you don't have to take anything. It's given to you. It's given back to you. This is part of the stuff that's in scripture that I fucking completely get behind, you know? And, well, I just had to go on that nice hour-long rant. I, I was going to sit down and, and sort of... Uh, Go into some historical anecdotes and little things and stuff, and, and I'll probably do like a video or something in one of the next ones coming up and kind of scroll through some of the stuff I'm finding online. And, you know, here's the thing, folks. I've done a lot of videos and a lot of information on different postings online and things like that, um, and I've only ever brought you along just to share my thoughts on a whim in a moment. All of the episodes, and I want to let you guys know, all of the episodes that I've put out with Stolen History and, and all of these other sites and stuff, that's just on a whim because I felt like sharing, okay? That's just I pulled something up, had a neat thought, put it out there. You know what I mean? It's in an order to stop censoring myself because the world would have me censor myself. So whatever that looks like for you, I wish you well. I wish you well. I wish that you would uncensor yourself. But I don't mean go and fly off at the handle of every ass thing outside of you. What I mean is really get to know yourself. Really question that voice that comes in and says this, that, or the other, or wants to point you in a direction. Um, maybe put the brakes on next time you want to go comment uh, about how terrible something you have no fucking idea about is. Because you're not helping. You're creating terror. 
by doing that, by feeding that shit, you're just creating a cascading effect that is never going to stop. So we have like this weird, unique opportunity with social media, with the interconnected nature of humanity at this point, is we can keep feeding these beasts, or we can learn to consume properly, feeding ourselves, and generating our wealth from within. All right? And, and wealth isn't just dollars and cents, everybody. You know, a wealth of joy is the greatest thing ever. If you have a wealth of joy and a wealth of compassion, dude, money's not going to be a thought on your mind very often. I mean, sure, you're going to need it sometimes. You're going to need to keep a roof over your head and all these other things that have been installed to keep you focused on dollars and cents, black cube, etc. Right? I know we can't get away from it. That's that's the thing, right? We can't exactly run away from it. Okay, listen, <laughs> I know I've tried, all right? <laughs> I've tried, I'm still here, all right? You can't escape this, whatever this is. Round, flat, crater, whatever it is. The only escape is to go in and to make those changes in the programming within you. There's this interesting thing I came across and have looked into and have found out is behind the mass manipulation of so many people that it's called neuro-linguistic programming, everybody. Now, I'm not implementing any of those tricks of the trade in this podcast, but I've been able to use a lot of that to really modify and take a look at the programming within me. And I suggest that any of you folks look into that and you're going to start to see that everything that you've been sold on, generally speaking, uh, social media and a lot of the, the way that comments are spun and the way that the information is put across is direct programming. So even by reading through some of those comments, even by reading the headlines, even by reading, you're being triggered. You're being triggered over and over and over again. You're being pulled back into an equation that really you don't want any part of. Even I was pulled into the equation enough to put this episode together. That shows you how strong the information war we're in is, right? And now here I am on the back end of this episode fucking feeding the same beast I'm talking about not feeding. So it's vicious. It's vicious. It's fucking convoluted. It's, it's a hot mess. You know, so hopefully this message reaches you folks out there. Share this around. You know what I mean? Let other people know that that you have your own and your family's and your community's best interests at heart. And and keep it that simple. You know what I mean? Keep it that simple. Keep it focused tight, close to home, you know, uh close to the che- close to the vest or the chest, how they say, right? And uh and then maybe if we stop pissing our energy away into these fucking voids that are being created for us to and just back off and look and go, well, clearly there's some renovation someone wants to do and somebody else is against it. Do I own or or have interest in any of the areas uh, uh, of interest over there? No. Maybe you have family over there. Okay. Maybe you have friends over there. Okay, that's a valid vested interest. But opening your phone and deciding that you're going to fucking wave a flag for some fucking thing you know nothing about? Like, come on. 
And you know, again, I don't think many of the folks that are out there listening uh, are of that mindset. And I know that it probably frustrates you all too. So hopefully, you know, I've, I've uh, <laughs> put that out there to the right crowd. I think I have, you know, and um, I'm going to continue with the the thoughts that come to mind in, in future episodes when it comes to history, some reasons why certain things are implemented, what may be behind it, what some effects or results of implementations like that uh, are, you know, uh, because there's a clear push for us to understand technology as it was 200 years ago. So we are way behind the curve, folks. We are way behind on this, all right? We're being driven to understand the technology as it stood possibly thousands of years ago, all right? There's a possibility that some of these infrastructure that are, you know, being torn down that we're sad about and stuff, these things may very well have been upwards of a thousand years old, some of them, okay? Modern renovations and a lot of them, but we're, we're being given the information on the technology as it stood hundreds of years ago so that we're not paying attention to what we have in the palm of our hands now and what we have going on in our lives today and what is actually imparting upon us that which we no longer need to carry, right? That dark of war and the infighting amongst every last portion of humanity you know that's being driven by a, by an energy that I don't want to feed anymore you know I don't want to feed it anymore and uh, uh and it's kind of a catch like I was saying that that uh that here I am feeding it <laughs> just a little bit more you know but it's in an effort to drop it so I appreciate you all listening and everything and in the next episode we'll get back into uh some more good uh, of that good information expressing the changes that we've seen retrospectively. That's the only way I could really put it because it's always, it's only ever been a shift that happens and it is covered up by this idea of war, but it's, it's a very integral shift in the way that we think and in the way that we do things. And it's uh, basically, uh, I guess in a nutshell, the war that we're seeing happen in the world today in about a hundred years from now, will just be the footnote that is the reason behind certain socioeconomic policies. Okay, that's all it is. It's uh, they're giving a popular purpose and reason to why they're about to do a number of things. All right, and what are those number of things? There's a lot of other podcasts out there, folks, that cover the stuff like uh, the WEF and all of these other uh, Sith Lords and things running stuff. You know, I don't even think they're real fucking people, man. I think they're all actors. I think it's all a script. But I do see that it has a purpose. And that's the part that I would like to get into and, and find out more about what the purpose was uh, in the past even. What was the purpose of, you know, this move to nationalism, right? Uh, it clearly, it appears as though it's separation, but I wonder if there's not another underlying purpose there as far as maybe genetics are concerned and things like this. So there's a lot more behind the scenes uh, that once we, you know, push aside the that veil of war and we can see that 
Is it possible that the cult of Artemis is generating people in Ukraine, in Mexico, in these other places, and then sending them into the population, which is why you're only ever finding massive quantities of grown adult men all of a sudden? You know, so these are some of the cool shit that I want to get into. The is Jerusalem sitting on top of a giant hive of cloning capability, underground military bases, some folks call it. There's a big veil of uh, of goblin type people and, and things happening underground. So there's this big veil of secrecy of, of darkness, like like pushed on this underground military base thing. I don't, it doesn't vibe with me, folks. That whole underground military base being evil thing, yes, it's frightening. Then it frightened me for a period of time until I started looking into it more and more. And I started looking at the way that population numbers fluctuate and what we've been told in history and how there was only 10,000 people here um, on 1910. But then 10 years later, there's 100,000. Like that multiplication doesn't make sense in the family model of the time, right? So these people got to come from somewhere <laughs> is what I'm trying to say. So it's a weird spin at the end of this. And, uh, you know, I might have to go further into the, the whole Artemis cult of cloning uh, thing a little bit deeper. There is an episode out earlier in season one. Uh, it was probably like 40 or 50 episodes in. I'm not sure. But it's uh, the cult of Artemis. Right. So look into it. There's pages on it. There's information, face value information on these stolen history sites. But I encourage you to look beneath it. Find out what's being stated between the lines. And maybe you'll get to a point where you look at it and you're like, wow, this is this is just a game. This is just a test of my own personal prowess and my own capability of integrating information, uh, utilizing information, creating information, etc. You know? So mind yourself, mind those around you, mind what you're doing, mind where your energy is going. Uh, be fucking awesome. Be amazing at everything you do. Even if it's being mediocre, if you're going to be being mediocre, be amazing at it. No bullshit. If you're going to fucking half-ass, be the least half-ass that you can be. Be an eighth of an ass, you know? Do it to it. And, and I mean, like that's the cool part about this world is we get to pick our roles, you know? And I'm sure a lot of those people feeding those beasts out there have chosen to be that role. And, and that's fine. And that's fine. But I feel like there's an opportunity here for those who are not choosing to feed the current status quo to really become great. To really become great. And and to recategorize what greatness means. And to redefine what sovereign is. Is sovereign really... Well, I'm, I have a trust fund. And uh, so, you know, they can't take my property. When you die, are you taking your property with you? No. It's staying here too, right? So what does it matter? Anyway, that's the rant for today. Hey, I want to say thank you to everybody out there. Thank you so much for tuning in. Keep your mind open and, you know, mind what enters your ears, eyes, nose, mouth, and, and all your orify, okay? <laughs> mind that stuff. When it comes in, check it. See if it's useful. Put it to use. If not, dismiss it. There's a lot of uh, information traps in the world. There's a lot of just traps in general. You know, try your best not to get stuck. Uh, flow. Flow like the water. You know what I mean? Uh, 
be like the water and and just go with it you know uh but put a face on your water be the character that you want to be you know and uh hey if you want to be a villain fucking learn how to be a villain from these asshole villains out here and be a villain you know but if you want to be a hero uh start sticking up for for those near you next to you in your community that need a hero you know you don't need to be a hero for a situation that you're never going to be anywhere near don't be a fucking armchair hero on facebook i mean that's great uh maybe you know you're able to lift the spirits of some people on social media that's cool but unless you're a villain don't fucking start tearing people down on social media you know don't start um cascading into this bullshit fear monster engine you know if you can avoid it anyway anyway hell of a rant i know that was out of control but hey listen i want to thank you all so much again for tuning into red thread podcast and we're going to get into uh next time i think i want to look at uh and you know i know it varies every time i'm like oh, i think i want to look at this uh then you know the notion changes but i was looking at some information stating how uh chemical companies have covered up the electrical uh aspects of germinating seeds and and doing all sorts of awesome electroculture type shit uh with great uh results that that basically with the correct energy input we can recreate like the giant redwoods and all of these other things so it's possible that it wasn't just oxygen that was creating the abundance and the wealth of the old world that it was actually the charge of the earth itself and that's what that old antiquitech was up to it was creating these massive forests it was creating this great epic plain where these giant buffalo can just run i, I mean all of that stuff folks didn't happen on accident okay all of the giant sequoias massive three-toed sloths, all of these massive, massive creatures. It wasn't just this vapor canopy thing is what I'm trying to say. It was also an energetic thing, okay? It was also an energetic thing. And so we will look at that video the next time. And uh, there's a video on it uh, from a German media output back in like 1988 or something. And, uh, and it talks about how they were able to take trout eggs and... Uh, Put them in a static electric field prior to prior to you know hatching them and and it recreated the primal version of that trout okay and they've also used it for ferns and things like this recreating what they call the prehistoric primal version of so you could say like the the all-natural version and i think folks listen i think that this is actually being used today to create a hardy organic product so they what they've done is they've poisoned us for a hundred years with all of these petrochemicals and they've kept this idea of energetic spawning and things like that on the back burner and now that everyone is against all of the chemicals uh, they're going to start rolling out the uh, electrocultural organics at a massively inflated cost so that was my thought anyway, but uh, more on that. Maybe I'll just throw up a video, a short video here later on today or tomorrow and uh, let you guys take a look. So anyway, much love everybody out there. Uh, stay true to whatever it is that you're true to, whatever your motivation is, whatever your 
your uh, your gusto is, whatever brings you peace and love and energy and all these beautiful things, you know, go for it, man. And, uh, hey, I guess the, in my mind, I think we need some new villains, guys. The, these ones are getting stale. So, you know, if you're out there and you've got an imagination and uh, and you're capable, you know, build a new narrative with me. You know what I mean? Build a new narrative with the world out here. Uh, let's not let it just fall into the, well, uh, we're going to be um, uh, starseeds from another world sort of thing. Maybe we can actually recognize our divinity and that all things are stars and that if you are birthed, you are no longer a seed. You are something else. So the whole nomenclature of that is just wrong to me. Um, but hey, man, that's just my opinion. And that's part of the good thing about at least in America still, uh, we can extend our opinions. And this will probably be like the only episode I do sort of pertaining to current events for a very long time, uh, as I don't like to invest my emotions in it too much. So I think this will be the line on that. But anyway, much love, everybody out there. Uh, have a blessed and wonderful and uh, easygoing day. And uh, we will see you in the next installment. Thank you.